Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't. But I'm handling it, and one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, we made it to the end of our anniversary week, guys, and I am so incredibly thankful to the inspiring guests we've had on the podcast throughout this year, and to you, the lovely and dedicated listeners who have shown me in handling it so much love since the very beginning. To conclude this mini-series, we have celebrity makeup artist and beauty blogger Jessica Payne joining us to discuss her career in beauty, the businesses she's co-founded, and how she's been handling work and motherhood during the pandemic. I am personally a big fan of Jess on Instagram. She is always posting about new beauty trends and products people should try. So if you're interested in beauty, I think you'll really love hearing from her. We'll be talking about a lot of other fun stuff too in this episode, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So you know what to do. Turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Alright, so as someone who loves makeup and hair care products, I am so excited to have this conversation. Jessica Payne, you're a celebrity makeup and hair artist, a beauty blogger, a businesswoman, and in addition to all of that, you're also a working mom. Thank you so much for coming on to chat. Of course. No, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Of course. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, I love the beauty industry and I love hair and makeup. I'm not the best at it, but you know, <laughs> I do love to indulge. And I think with the pandemic going on and, you know, there's not a lot of opportunities to dress up, wear makeup, do your hair. But I think now is a really good time to partake in self-care. So yes. I'm excited to talk about products with you. But before we get into that, many know you from your social media handle, your persona, Jess Southern. How did you get into the beauty industry? I feel so cliche when I say this, but I honestly always loved it from the time that I was little. I think my mom has a picture of me at like four years old, four or five years old. And I am like covered in so much color. I don't even want to call it makeup because it was just like color on my face. And I was smiling ear to ear And whenever I was growing up, like I, you know, like most girls get excited to go to prom and, you know, homecoming and things like that. I, it's not that I don't want to say I didn't care about that because obviously those are amazing things to do in high school and middle school, but I was more excited to do my friend's makeup than I ever, ever, ever was about actually going to the prom. I'm like, I don't really care about dancing, but I really want to go to the prom and like check out all the people's makeup after I did it. And, um, I would have my little caboodle that, you know, my mom got me and I would go over and do girls makeup from different schools or, you know, my friends. And I would just go and do their makeup. And then whenever, you know, we would go to problem, like, how do you like it? Did, how did the pictures come out? Like just completely oblivious to everything else that was going on. I just wanted to do makeup. That's fantastic. I love that. And then I guess, how did you know you wanted to take that passion for makeup to a professional level? Yeah, so I started assisting when I was in New York, and I assisted for a lot of years, and um, I was, I worked my butt off, like I 
when I assisted and it's so crazy now because a lot of artists get paid when they assist somebody like they get paid I'm like y'all don't have any clue how lucky you guys are because I did not get paid I 100% worked for free and I worked at um, I worked at a bar in New York called Suede which was Joey Fatone's bar (laughs) and um, it was back in the Joey Fatone days and I worked coat check I did email signups I did the door and I would work until like 4 a.m. and then I would come home, change, and maybe if I was lucky, get a couple of hours of sleep before I would assist somebody on a shoot, and then I would start work again at 11 p.m. So I was exhausted. That lasted pretty much the whole time I was in New York. I think toward the end of my stay in New York, the last like six months, is when I was starting to actually get paid for jobs. But when I say like paid for jobs, I was getting like 50 and $75 for a complete full day shoot. So I did still have to keep my part-time job, obviously, but I started working um, on a TV show. It was for extreme sports and Mm -hmm. they hired me and I was going like out to LA. Um, And I loved it out there. And I loved that it was a TV show. And again, it was, it was for fuel TV. So it was very um, for the daily habit. And I had asked them, I was like, if I ever made the move, would you hire me in L.A.? Mm -hmm. But they were like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, a lot of makeup artists don't love it because there's not a lot of females here. But I knew that it was just like another way to get in and something good to have on my resume and you meet people. And I started there at fuel and I did all the daily habit. Um, and it was funny because obviously I had just moved. So I also needed money. So I was like one of the daily habit girls by accident because one of the hosts didn't show up and they're like, you know, BMX and you know how to do makeup, make it happen. (laughs) Um, and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. So I then did that. And then I, I knew that I wanted to do, you know, celebrities and, um, well, not even necessarily celebrities. They didn't have to be a celebrity, but just like red carpet and everybody would go to red carpet events in Los Angeles. And I wanted to do that. And I slowly started to do that as well, just by like assisting people and, um, you know, doing shoots for free and building my book. And then I started working at a place called Blushington makeup Mm -hmm. artist. Um, and I started as a regular makeup artist and I worked my way up in the five years that I was with them. I helped them open one, two, three, uh, four, four stores. Um, I helped them open. I ended up being their creative director of artistry and I would help bring in different brands and I was their head trainer. I trained all the girls. So nobody would go on the floor without me training them. And I love that because I also love the teaching aspect of makeup and I would get celebrity clients through them. And yeah, it just kind of like, I feel like in Los Angeles, it's a very tight knit community. So if you do somebody's makeup, then their publicist or somebody else hears about you. But honestly, I'm going to say for me, it started by, I was doing um, people's people's agents that were with like WME or mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of the other one. I can't, I'm drawing a blank. It starts with a C. Um, 
but I was CIA doing, lady. yeah, yes, I was going to say life starts with, I'm literally drawn <laughs> a blank, so embarrassing, of course, CIA. so I was doing their agent's makeup, and then they liked my work, so they would refer their client, like, that's how I started working with um, Ashley Green, I, I think I did one of her people over at one of the places, and then they just kind of referred me to her, and um, yeah, so very small world, but I think you have to start at the bottom and genuinely work your way up, which I know I feel like nowadays people just want to like start at the top Mm -hmm. and it's like, you can't forget that because like if you start at the bottom, I think you genuinely remain very humble because you know how hard you work to actually get to where you're at now. Exactly. Well, I 100% agree. I like that's, I mean, that's how you got to do it. You have to start out working at the very bottom of the totem pole and learn and really rise your way up and make those connections network. Like you said, make the connections and then you get a network and then you pretty much get like a business network and, you know, create your client base there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I've worked from the time I was like 15. So, uh-huh. and I haven't stopped. <laughs> well, and then- so I'm like, you just, you just have to, you have to put in the work for what you want. And I think I think a lot in like today's society, like everything just, or it appears that everybody gets everything handed to them. And I'm like, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Like I believe in hard work and that's like something um, that me and my husband luckily agree with, with our daughter. We're like, no, she like, she will work. I'm probably a little bit more strict on that than my husband will be. Um, But no, I'm like anything that I wanted in school, like new clothes, like my mom was a single mom. So we did not have a lot of money. And I would, you know, get to pick like a couple of new shirts for the new school year. And if I wanted anything extra, I had to work for it because Mm -hmm. we didn't have that extra money. Like we had enough money to put food on the table and a roof over our head um, and, you know, a few activities. But other than that, like I I had to work and Mm -hmm. I'm very appreciative for it. I would not have changed it. I would not change it for the world. And I want Lynette to grow up the same way. Well, that brings me to our next little topic here, because you are a working woman. You (laughs) literally total boss, babe. You have two companies that you are the co-owner of, um, Sweatology Studio and then Undressed Hands. If you want to sort of, I guess, discuss, introduce the brands and then how you sort of, you know, came up with the idea, okay, like we're going to launch. Yeah. So... I have the infrared sauna studio with my amazing business partner, Bianca, and she and her husband and my husband all went to school together. So whenever I first moved to Tampa, I met Bianca and I mean, sweetest, sweetest human I've ever met. And she had just had a baby and me and her were just discussing and she didn't, you know, she she wanted to like raise her kid, but she also wanted to do something fun. And she wanted, you know, she knew that she wanted a store. And I kept talking about this like infrared sauna that I used to do when I was in Los Angeles. And she was like, okay, what is this? Like, what? Like, I don't understand it. What is it? And we, we flew out. She tried it. My husband tried it. Um, her husband tried it. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) fell in love. I was like, it's one of those things that it seems like such like a, "Eh, I don't really know if I want it. Like, I'm sure it's great, whatever. But like, I feel like once people actually do it, you become addicted to it. And any skeptic 
and I've had friends that are skeptics and then they try it. They're like, Oh my God, I want that for my house. Like they love it. Like you instantly Mm -hmm. fall in love with it. And that's what happened with her. And we're like, you know what? Let's just do it. Both of us were pregnant. She was pregnant with her second child. I was pregnant with Lennon and we were doing interviews with our, um, I mean, obviously I didn't make it that long in my pregnancy, but, um, with our little bellies and we were just, you know, rocking and rolling and we knew that we wanted to open. And then I ended up actually getting admitted to the hospital, uh, five weeks before we were supposed to open. And we were like, okay, what are we going to do? And she was like, Jessica, like, I feel like this is going to stress you out. Like, let's just postpone it. And I was like, I am not postponing. Like, just know I'm not going to be 100%. You're going to have to pick up the slack. But I don't want to postpone it. Like, we've worked really hard on it. Um, I'm giving 100% to my child and what's going to happen. So I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to um, do anything. So just promise that you'll pick up where it needs to be. And by the time that you give birth, my daughter will hopefully be home and I'll be able to pick up the slack for you. And I think that's what a great business partner is because, you know, like she took care of everything she needed to. I did not have to worry, lift a finger the whole time I was in the hospital, the whole hundred days that we were in the NICU with Lennon. She took care of absolutely everything. Um, I got the studio off the ground And then whenever Lenny was doing better and she gave birth, I was able to pick up that for her. So, um, you know, I'm glad that she is with me. We both are very passionate about the infrared sauna. Um, and for those people that don't know what it is, it is, it's, it's amazing. I'm like, but it's, it's so fantastic on so many different levels. So one, and I think this appeals to most girls, you burn uh, 600 calories in 30 minutes, but it targets, ours is the only third party medically tested infrared sauna. So ours actually penetrates into a cellular level, which breaks down fat at that cellular level. So it can help reduce, um, cellulite. And also athletes, like we have a lot of athletes, um, the Yankees actually train in Tampa and Mm -hmm. they're, uh, like, I don't even know what it's called. I'm so bad at sports, but like one of their coaches or like team trainers, they always call us and they send the guys to us because with the infrareds on it, it helps with lactic acid buildup and it also helps to heal the muscles. So if they have an injured player, like they had a really bad injured player two years ago and they were sending him in almost every other day, like to help really wow. heal that muscle and recovery. Um, and if you work out and you're really sore, if you come and sweat, you're not as sore because again, it helps with that lactic acid buildup. It also helps with collagen stimulation. Um, and it helps with detox. So where I had my C-section after I laid in the machine, um, when I was able to, after I stopped pumping, um, I laid at the machine and where I had my C-section was like purple from, from all the toxins. So whenever, after you are healed from a surgery and you're able and you speak with your doctor about coming in, it's really good to get all those toxins out of your body because it's supposed to be a sterile environment and it is. 
but you're also, your body's open and there Mm -hmm. are germs and bacteria that are going to get into your body. Um, so it really also helps to detox, clean out the liver, and it also builds up white blood cells, which is perfect during a global pandemic. (laughs) Right. Wow. I had no, again, science is not my strong suit, but all of that sounds so interesting and fascinating. I had no idea. It's fantastic. So Lady Gaga, if you ever saw the five foot two, did you see her in the infrared sauna? Yes. And she, oh, she takes it on tour. Okay. Now my brain is clicking. So, <laughs> yes. So that is our brand. Of, so we, we have the same brand of sauna that she has. So yeah. it her it helps her move better on stage. I can't think of what disease that she has or um, what condition she has, but I know that it helps her move better and um, same with ours. So we have the exact same. So like Gwyneth Paltrow, Selena Gomez, Emma Roberts, uh, Cindy Crawford, Jennifer Anderson, like they're such huge advocates of infrared sauna and they all look amazing. And I'm like, you guys mm-hmm. are doing something right. Like yeah. and they swear by them. So well, yeah, interesting. Some, now yeah. I'm going to do some research because that sounds it's fantastic. So good. <laughs> it's so good. Are you still in, you're in New York, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, they have, they have them all over New York. Like Amazing. I always say like, so, um, West coast and New York will always be obviously the first to get stuff. So Tampa, we took a risk making it to Tampa first. Um, we are the first and only Fred sauna studio here. Um, but with that, like we still probably need another five years before people really truly hear about the trend and how amazing it is. Um, so we always joke like in five years, we're going to be falling. Everybody's <laughs> like, Oh, wait a second. Okay. This is really good. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of places in New York. Amazing. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm it's definitely way more expensive into- though. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is like tripled in New York. It's a life I have to live. <laughs> It's so it's sad. I know we wanted to make ours so affordable. So, um, you can get four, you can get four for cheaper than the price of one in New York. It's so sad. Uh, well, one I thing, Sorry. And, <laughs> I know, it's the worst. but one thing I think that listeners can look into purchasing through the pandemic, um, undressed hands, you have products that, you know, instead of going to a salon, um, clients can actually get the products sent to their home. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes. Um, And that actually started in Sweatology Studio because when I was in Los Angeles, I would spray tan some clients. Um, I didn't even tell you that the last time, but we loved the solution. So we brought it into Sweatology and we called it undressed hands. So people could come and get a custom airbrushed tan. I was the one doing it. Um, I'm so crazy about like hiring people. So I'm like, no, 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 I'd rather do it myself. And if I mess up, it's on me. But, um, (laughs) and I had been doing it for so long. So I was just like, it's just easier for me to do it. I enjoy it. So our customers were like, oh my God, the color, like it's so natural. It doesn't stink. It smells good. Like, especially considering it's a self tanner and it was lasting, you know, like seven to 10 days. And we decided, um, like right before the pandemic was happening, we're like, okay, we'll bottle it up and we'll sell it in sweatology. So that was the plan was for us just to strictly sell it in sweatology. Um, because there are a lot of tanning companies out there that sell online and there's some great ones. Um, but we loved our product and we were like, we have a lot on our plate. We're not going to do it. And then we're like, you know what? pandemics are a hit. Let's just try it. 
Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's just see what happens. Like, worst case scenario, we don't sell. We'll have a lot and we'll give them as gifts to everybody for the next few Christmases. Um, and we did really well. Like, we were um, completely blown away. I think our first launch, we sold out in 52 minutes. We were, like, wow. freaking out. We are like, wait, what just happened? Oh <laughs> like, goodness. we were genuinely so confused because – um, I'm not just saying this. I was like, there's like a lot of tanning companies out there. And like, we're just, you know, I think like on sweatology, we have like 4,000 followers. So like, we're probably going to sell 20 bottles. Um, and we sold out and we doubled the order the next time. And we sold out in like 56 minutes. And then the next time, like two hours, like, and we were like doubling the order every single time and people really loved it. And I think they love it because the reason we even started Undressed Hands in our studio is because there is a market for people that want to be really, really, really dark and like super dark, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm very fair skinned. So my business partner has like the most like gorgeous, like dark skin. um, And she, she just has the perfect, just, she's, yeah, she thinks she's pale. And I'm like, your pal is me like with a slight tan. So, <laughs> but, but any tanner on her would turn orange right. and same thing with me. So I have very dry white skin, like super white. So a lot of tanners on me would get really patchy because I was so dry and mm-hmm. they would always turn me orange, but it was kind of like, well, this is the better orange. You know what I mean? Like this is the best that's out there, but it's still orange, but it's not as orange as, you know, a, B, and C. Right. So ours is a lotion, which I feel like there's not really a bronze self-tan lotion that's like really good. And ours doesn't transfer to clothes. I have white sheets. I sleep on my white sheets. I wake up with no transfer and Great. it does not stink. I know it's amazing. <laughs> um, and it doesn't smell bad. And all of the husbands and boyfriends and girlfriends of people that were using it were like, wait, I thought you were just at the beach. I did not realize this was a self tanner. So, <laughs> and we love that. We're like, perfect. It's like, you know, partner approved. <laughs> this is amazing. And, um, and it just gives you the most like subtle, natural tan. And we first started for girls with like very light, dry skin. And now we are getting ready to launch our medium dark and we've already been asked for an ultra dark and we're like, we know, we know people like to be really, really, really dark, but (laughs) we are perfectionists. So we've sampled so much to get this like perfect medium dark color, um, still in a lotion. And that's actually going to be launching the first week of December. So we're very excited. Um, and then we are working on an ultra dark and I think we have like six other goodies that we are currently sampling that are pretty close to being done. Um, you know, but then with all the stability tests and everything that takes, it can take, you know, another six months from now, but, um, we do have a lot going on and we are very, very, very excited about it. Great. Well, yeah. I mean, holiday gift ideas. If anybody out there is looking, I feel like right now too, you couldn't have probably picked a better time to launch a product like that, given, you know, people's uh, anxieties with going into salons and just exposing themselves given everything going on with the pandemic. So a product like that is definitely one you want to be selling. 
Yeah. And I think everybody's happier when they're tan, right? I right. am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Especially since we're like, all going to be like locked in doors. <laughs> Yes, totally, totally. Up, especially, you know, coming from the person up in the Northeast. <laughs> we yes. love it. <laughs> yes, that's what I that's what I like to think. Although, you know, I'm like Nicole Kidman has beautiful white pale snow skin, but you know, she she's she rocks it and she's perfect. I would oh not gosh, put yeah. a tan on her. But um yeah, like for me, I feel better with the tan. My business partner feels better with the tan. So, um yeah, we we love it. And yeah, we, we kind of timed it perfectly because we did have to shut down Sweatology. And we were like, all right, well, let's just see if we can do this. Let's see if anybody, you know, likes it. And luckily, they really liked it. So um, we're very, 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 very blessed in that sense. Well, that's fabulous. And, you know, I wanted to sort of conclude with so with given these uh, business endeavors that you've been working on, it's super exciting. Um, and then you're also, like I mentioned, you're a working mom. So how has that experience been taking on and tackling these new projects in the business world? And then also obviously being a mother at home and trying to, I guess, juggle both of those worlds. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even going to lie. I'm so exhausted. Um, and I think it's so funny because sometimes, you know, people will message me and I message them back and I, there's a part of me that I'm like, I think she thinks I'm lying. Um, cause I think a lot of people think that I have help like, Oh, well she can do all of those things because she is like a nanny eight to five every day. And I'm like, I do not have a nanny. Um, I love being around my daughter. That's why I wanted a baby is because I wanted to be, you know, around them as much as humanly possible. And obviously like some women that have work, like they can't be around their kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky in the sense that my job allows me to also be with my child. Um, but I am always exhausted. So today we, for instance, have a huge black Friday sale happening with undressed hands and, um, you know, my husband is sick upstairs. And as soon as I put my daughter down, I like in the morning, I wake up, I do emails, I check any messages that I have, I reply. And then I'm with her. And especially because of the fact that she was a preemie, we didn't want her to fall backwards. So we always were told to treat her like the age that she actually is. So mm-hmm. when she was six months old, um, or sorry, yeah, when she was six months old, she was really only three months old, if that makes any sense, or when sure. she was three months old, right? Yeah, so they were like, you know, treat her as her actual age. So when she was six months, she should have only been three months. They were like, do not treat her like a three-month-old, treat her like a six-month-old. So we had to be really good about that. Um, so I work with her in the morning um, on every single thing. So like full-time mom, obviously there's certain instances that I get like a really important business call or an email and I have to take like 10 minutes out and, you know, I have to put on Peppa Pig and like answer that for 10 minutes. Um, usually she is, as you know, the first time she's just around and I make it work. And then today during nap time, me and my business partner, we put both of our, um, we both put our kids down and we rushed to our shipping facility and people think that we have a shipping facility. It is a storage unit that me and her ship everything ourselves. So we were printing off labels, 
orders. We went to the studio, packed, shipped, wrapped, and mailed all of the packages that we could during that two-hour nap. And then I came back home and um, hung out with Lenny, answered some emails, and worked with her. And then tonight, um, whenever me and you get off the phone, I'm going to go back to the storage unit and wrap up the remaining orders that we have and take them to the post office because our post office closes <laughs> at about 10 o'clock. Um, and anything that I don't get done, I just, you know, we'll, me and Lenny will go get my coffee and we'll go in the storage unit and get the boxes and she comes in the post office with me. Um, right. So it's exhausting, very much so. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I make it work. Um, art is some days very hard. Yes, especially because she's two. So Um, some days are not easy. Other days they're very easy, but yeah, I don't have help. And I think that's like, I get asked that all the time. They're like, Oh, well then you have a, like a maid. I'm like a maid. No, like (laughs) I'm like, my mom would kill me if I had a maid. She'd be like, no, no, no. I worked and I took care of you and I cleaned. You could do it too. (laughs) I did it all. You could do it too. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I have, I I get, I get to have my one person a month that will help clean the house. I'm like, Oh, thank you, Milda. Thank you. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really hard being a working mom. Like it's really hard. And I have another one on the way in three months Yeah. and I am petrified at how exhausted I'm going to be, but I'm so happy to meet him. So yeah. you um, will, you will handle it. it. It might, you know, it seem like a lot right now, but you will handle it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I think you just have to like, and what's so funny is I say this and if my husband heard this, he'd be like, baby, you're the least organized person in the world. But I think any, I think any artist like slash creative person would understand this. Like we're not organized, but we're like chaotic. It's chaos, but it's organized chaos. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, it might seem like there's no, you know, is it, is it rhyme to reason the way that you do things? Yeah. I'm like, there's like, in my chaos, like, there's no it's, method it's to the organized. madness. It- <laughs> right. I'm really bad at analogies. If you can't tell, I'm like the cat <laughs> on the hamel on the camel's back. Like I'm so bad at analogies. Ooh. It's not my thing. Um, But yeah, I just, I think like you figure it out, you know, and try something. And if that doesn't work, you know, switch gears and you do what you have to do. And I was always very proud of my mom being like, you know, a working mom. I was very proud of that. And I wanted to do that too. But also for women that, you know, don't work and they're stay at home moms, like that in itself is a full-time job. And I think that gets so like undercredited sometimes that I'm like, dude, like I, you know, like I, like I I do both, but I also have friends that, and family members that, you know, they have multiple kids and that's their full-time job and they are all like more tired than I am. Like, Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm like, I think it's just, you know, I think you just have to figure it out and you'll figure it out. You and have to I, do what's best for you. Exactly. And I don't have kids, but I am over here snapping and clapping for all of the work <laughs> you guys are doing. Because I know, and especially during the pandemic, it's really tough. Like with some daycares, I, you know, I have friends, yes. family that don't want to send their kids into daycare right now. And that's fine. You know, there's yeah. like, it's a lot going on and there's no rhymer like you said no rhyme or reason to it you just gotta do what works for you and for your family that unit yeah and it'll all work out in the end 
Yeah. And I also think like, there's no right or wrong. And I think like, as a mom, you're always like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? And I think I always tell people, I'm like, listen, like I've had people that have applauded me for putting my daughter. So she goes to school two times. She's only been going for a few months, um, since August, uh, she goes two days a week for three hours. That's mm-hmm. it. So it's literally 845, pick her up at 1145. And I've been applauded for that. And I have been completely torn to shreds for that. And I'm like, at the end of the day, there's no right or wrong. You have to do it for you and what you think is best for your child. And the reason we did it with Lenny is because people forgot that from the time she was born in 2018 until April, May, May 2019, we were quarantined. So we've done this before. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, we've done this. She wasn't allowed to get in front of family. She wasn't, um, you know, her, um, my sister-in-law held her for the first time in April of 2019, April. That was really wow. not that long ago. Yeah. Um, and so we've already done this. So she was sheltered that whole time because of RSV and the flu. And she was, you know, because she was only born at like a pound, um, any of those things could have sent her back into the ER and mm-hmm. possibly wouldn't have ended up very well. So we had to quarantine. And then, you know, December came around December, 2019, you know, everything started like the coronavirus was a thing. And then like right. February people are quarantining. So I'm like, the girl had like eight months of an actual life, like truly eight months of like somewhat normal and, we didn't really start taking her that many places until like August or September in 2019. Um, we were like a little bit more lenient at that point. And I was like, you know what? Like she's two and I don't want her to be behind in her social skills and she needs to see other people. So, um, that was why we chose as a family to go to daycare for those three days. And she is, like blossom, like she's talking more, she's more social with other kids. So I think that's why you have to make the right decision for your child as, as a mom and not worry, like, does society think it's right? Does society think it's wrong? Because my gut instinct as a mom was that she needed that. And just her in the past three months, like, I mean, I can't even tell you, like the teacher, we had a parent teacher conference and the teacher was like, oh my gosh, like since she started, she has blossomed in her language and she is doing so well socially. She used to only want to be by me. She's interacting with the kids. So that's why like, I just really want to stress to like all the working moms out there and like all the moms that are still at home with their kids, like you, like your gut instinct, you know, it's right. Always go with your gut. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody has to agree with it. Nobody has to agree with me because I see how well my child is doing. And that is all I care about. Right. Well, Jess, this has been so great. I want to conclude, I guess, with a piece of advice, you know, that you might have with this being handling it. I always like to conclude by asking what's a piece of advice that's really helped you handle your life and with your career, with, you know, as a working mom now and with a second baby on the way, what's been the biggest piece of advice that you've picked up throughout this process? So I think the biggest piece of advice, and it was really hard for me, especially as a new mom, was to do things that I needed to do for myself to be mentally clear and to be the best version of me for my child, for my family, for my work. And 
for me, just getting that like 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes of me time, whether if I'm just reading a book or if I'm working out for 20 to 30 minutes, I know that I need that. And I wish I would have done that earlier on in the beginning because I didn't want to, like, I, I didn't want, I, I was trying my best to not be selfish. And I think it's really important that it's okay that whatever you need to do to feel most like you, that will help you be a better person as a mom, as a partner, as a businesswoman. And you really have to just, you have to let go of feeling bad about it. Just get that 20 to 30 minutes of you time. Yeah, that's so important, especially again, holidays are coming up. It's going to get stressful people like take that time for yourself each day. Yes, whatever it is you need. Some days I need to read. Some days I need to work out. But like I just I know that I need that that me time to be the best mom and the best wife and the best business partner. Amazing. Love that advice. (laughs) Well, Jess, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. All right, guys, I hope you all enjoyed hearing from Jess. It was so interesting to learn about how she stepped into the industry, and I think a really important lesson she brought up is to make connections whenever you can, because those networks can lead you to such great heights in the future. I've also left links in the episode description to both Sweatology and Undressed Hands, so you can check them both out. So thank you to Jessica so much for coming on, and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.